This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in your podcast app. Good morning, everyone. I'm really excited to be here um, today. I think John opened up with a, a powerful statement around 100 to 1,000x efficiency improvement in order to support uh, carbon-neutral AI. That is a very powerful statement to rally around. And hopefully through the sessions this morning, uh, we will discuss why that's important and almost existential to drive towards in order for us all uh, to have a more sustainable AI-related power footprint. Um, For today's session, I'll start off by kicking off some of the use case deployments and giving the next level details of why this 100 to 1000x is going to be important. So that will do it for the first part of it. And then I'll introduce the the panelists today, uh, which are a a good representation across technology providers end users and academic collaborators uh, and the range of topics across the code design spectrum that they'll be covering today. And then finally, we'll wrap up the session in the afternoon um, um, around 11.30 with a panel um, where we will discuss what are the opportunities and areas of prioritization and focus for IEEE going forward in the space of AI ML. So that is what we will cover uh, through the course of this morning session. Um, And I look forward to um, discussing this with you all today. I also want to make a call out for my colleague, uh, Devit Samudigari, who's uh, on the call today. Uh, He's largely my partner in crime on these efforts and partnerships with uh, UCSB. And he will also be joining us for uh, the panel session uh, later today. In the case of uh, uh, the use cases, um, the challenges with AI is not just that it's important, Uh, There are a variety of use cases that kind of range all the way from the data center to endpoints, and they continue to proliferate at a rapid pace, right? We largely depend on things like we have moved away from, not moved away, we have started with content understanding, recommendation models are very important for us, natural language processing, video-based AI, and now as we head into a new focus areas around metaverse, the key types of AI applications are continuing to segment, and that drives the need for optimizations at different levels. And that I think is one of the interesting areas of how we can look at this going forward, um, not just at the data center level, also going all the way through the edge. So we look into the next level of details on what may be some of the opportunities that we can look at in terms of how we optimize this going forward as a community. The first vector that I think Catherine somewhat alluded to is that is primarily around the hardware complexity. Uh, it is a little bit more manageable if all the complexity goes in one direction. Um, but as these workloads around AI segment, Uh, There are different levels of optimization. Uh, A content understanding model is very different than uh, a recommendation model. So if you look at this picture that's being shown here, uh, DLRM, which is one of the focus areas for recommendation models, 
they are not that intensive. If you look at the left chart from a compute standpoint, if you look at the petaflops and things like that, they are not uh, that high in terms of an order of magnitude relative to something like a, a GPT-3 kind of a use case. But then when you look at it on the right side, they are very different and more demanding in terms of the number of parameters and then the need to communicate the, the results of these computations between across the networks, whether it is all to all or all reduce and things like that. And what this means from a data center use case is that as these workloads grow in scale and they also segment, we need optimization points because they become large enough to the earlier question uh, for these different types of use cases at some level in order to drive towards those high energy efficiencies that we are talking about. So this is clearly a workload-based model through which we can uh, apply efficiency is a key angle. Uh, so from a meta perspective, uh, we have made many of these workloads available to the community, such as the DLRM-based models. Uh, and we continue to make available more and more models, whether it is training or inference. Uh, and so this is clearly an area that uh, a vector for focus. And we talked about this a little bit in this uh, segment uh, earlier around the fact that DLRM is different than um, the transformer. And I think I just covered this in the uh, earlier slide as well. So I'll just move past this. So now getting into the scale of it, right? Um, even though we talk about AI in the context of training and inference, they're really different problem statements and they drive different types of optimizations. So for instance, on the training side, um, there are lots of investigations happening around how we deploy liquid cooling, how do we de have dedicated infrastructure in order to uh, drive uh, more optimized cooling for training-based use cases. But the same types of optimizations don't naturally translate into the inference space in, in cases. So where for inference, we really focus around performance per watt as well as having an air-cooled infrastructure. But if you look at this graph, right, they both continue to grow at a pretty rapid pace. Like Catherine mentioned, this slide is also, uh, I would say, uh, a year plus old. Uh, so when you look at an aggregate growth of like 4x or something along those lines on training and inference, this CAGR, I would say at this point in time, uh, just has continued to accelerate even further. So it's, it's currently not showing any signs of uh, tapering out. So you see both inference and training, they do require different types of optimizations. And that also presents an opportunity for what are the types of areas of research and focus that we look at going forward. The other angle I wanted to point out is that when these things become at scale from a data center perspective, the reliability of these machines becomes of paramount importance. These workloads are now doing more mission critical computations. So things like silent data corruption errors, things like error handling, how reliable are these systems? That becomes a very key metric for us because many of these workloads run for a, a, a long period of time and the computations that they end up doing, they end up getting used into things like serving ads and other kinds of use cases. So the reliability of these systems in terms of silent data errors and those kinds of things at the scale of 
deployment that we're talking about is a key angle for us also looking going forward. AI is also starting to touch, going back to an earlier question, we clearly can say um, uh, here what percentage of AI is a part of our overall compute infrastructure, uh, but we can say that AI is large enough that it drives independent decisions in terms of how we design and deploy um, in the data center. So for instance, uh, AI requires a, a separate backend fabric. AI is big enough and we are willing to invest in it to optimize. So maybe my guidance to this discussion would be that AI is big enough that it drives independent optimization decisions. And that can be an assumption we can all use as we look forward in terms of the opportunities here. A part of the, the most loss load on curve that um, uh, Catherine talked about is that we probably will hear more from the technology providers. We have presentations from NVIDIA and AMD going forward, is that we see a trend where the accelerators continue to grow and into higher power envelopes. What was 300, 400 watts is now getting closer to up to a kilowatt in terms of the types of power profiles uh, that the AI accelerators are driving towards. And what this requires is a different type of uh, cooling solutions relative to our traditional compute solutions that we deploy at scale. So this has driven investigations and investments in areas like um, add-assisted liquid cooling within uh, a rack. How do we design our next generation data centers with more capabilities to supply this AI infrastructure? And so clearly AI data center design is also another area which is ripe for investigations as the AI scale continues to proliferate. So in terms of, uh, this is, I think a good segue to the mission statement that was laid out, 100 to 1000 X efficiency improvements um, to enable a carbon neutral AI. So the picture that is being shown here, uh, the red line basically explains why the current trajectory is just unsustainable, right? So if you look on the left, you see the growth in the model complexities that Catherine alluded to, which is the green line, which is on a pretty exponential curve that was described earlier. So today, some of our uh, clusters are in the hundreds of kilowatts, right? Which is the, uh, or already in the hundreds of kilowatts, which is what the, 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 bot, the, the bottom dot in the red chart is plotting. And if we continue to go with the types of model complexities that we are talking about, uh, you can see an extrapolation of what that would mean in terms of a power footprint. Clearly building this class of data centers and this number of data centers is just not practical. So there clearly is a need for uh, energy efficiency in this space. And so if, I think some of the questions that were coming in in the earlier part, I think they were asking around, is this a big enough problem? And without going into specifics, we can clearly say that this is absolutely a big enough problem and the community and needs to come together in order to collaborate and make this path forward much more sustainable. So 
what is it that we need as we look forward into the space, right? And this gets into the co-design theme that I think we will hear towards this, right? But I think in terms of opportunities, we are looking at opportunities pretty much across the board, right? Starting from data center design to compute storage, memory network optimizations, computation memory, uh, hardware design, how do we optimize our hardware design infrastructure, uh, cooling at various levels, whether it is within the rack or at enabling capabilities at a data center level, and all the algorithmic in innovations that can come from a software layer all of these are areas that need to work together uh, in order to flatten the curve. The picture on the left seems like it's pretty much a small delta between the red and the green line, but clearly it's an exponential view in terms of how we are looking at it. Um, and so clearly this is the focus for us as a community going forward. And this is again, laying out a different view of it. Catherine talked about this a little bit earlier and the focus is just not in training and inference. The data ingestion pipeline from a storage standpoint is also a key consideration for us. So there are opportunities for this across the flow as we look forward. So this is the piece that gets exciting, right? So the challenge is so broad and so important um, the this is going to require not just a company or two companies or five companies making this happen, right? It is going to require a broad collaboration and effort in order to make this happen. This collaboration needs to happen across end users, technology providers, system providers, academia, data center design, standards body, you name it, right? So this is something that is going to require the effort of the entire industry in order to build this future that is a, a lot more sustainable uh, for green AI. So there is clearly a lot of work ahead of us and industry participation is critical and we look forward to partnering with the industry. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.com.